Yowza, 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 indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Kennedy, one half of the five films from podcast here. Wanted to take a second today before Todd and I get started on the episode to say thanks for listening. And to ask that if you've been enjoying the show, make sure you like, subscribe, and maybe even leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Doing that's going to really help us to connect with more movie-loving listeners just like you. Also, we wanted to give y'all an update on some of the stuff we're working away on for Season 2. Got a lot of good episodes lined up real soon. For example, uh, Todd's currently editing our two-part season premiere on five films from... It's actually going to be ten films from the two-parter. We're going to be doing Brian De Palma. We'll also be gonna getting into some more idiosyncratic stuff with guys like Stuart Rosenberg and Larry Cohen, as well as you know real Hollywood legends like Robert Altman and fan favorites like John Landis and Tony Scott. Again, be sure to subscribe so you can be among the first to hear all of our newest five films from content as soon as it drops. Totally. Lastly, if you're still listening, <laughs> be sure to be on the lookout for our upcoming Patreon feed. We'll be offering all kinds of bonus episodes, things like double features, commentary tracks, etc. 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 And special things like five films from directors who have only made one film and five films from the 70s disaster movie genre. Absolutely. So yeah, a lot of things lined up, good things on the horizon for FFF. And yeah, that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. With Mac Kennedy and Todd Edmondson. This is a 1982's Tootsie, a huge success for Sidney Pollock, the second most profitable movie of the year, second to... 82? Uh... E.T. E. Oh, E.T. E. 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 Uh, hello. E. 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 I was going to say it's got to be Spielberg. Yeah, E.T. I was trying to think of what it was. So yes, it was nominated for 10 Oscars, Jessica Lang winning an Oscar, and it is in the Library of Congress I'm seeing on Wikipedia. I love Jessica Lang. You know, and she... She was uh, she was basically eye candy in King Kong. And, yeah, uh, oh, I remember that. Very serious actress. She's in all so the Mary, jazz. She's the angel. She, all that, all and that and she's jazz. angel and all that jazz. Who again is partly eye candy. Yeah, uh, but crucial to the but story. It's very important to the, very important. the character of uh, um, Joe Giddy. And yeah, like she it, she um, she married uh, and probably still is married to Sam Shepard or maybe I, I, I don't think know. Sam Shepard's dead. Oh, he's dead. No. Yeah. I'd be married to Sam Shepard <laughs> even if he was dead. She's a great playwright. And uh, she she did a movie called Francis about Francis Farmer that Mel Brooks produced, uh, where it's very seriously oh, yeah. a story about a Hollywood actress whose career was ruined by the studio system and her mother. But anyway, huh. uh, Jessica Lange, wonderful in this movie. She's We've got a um, comedic had a talent. Sort of a great second act in the last 10, 15 years on American Horror Story. Oh, some yeah. Great TV work. She's yeah, a lot of TV work. Yeah, doing some she's, great stuff. Her great. and Kathy Bates both have found this like niche on American Horror Story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta yeah. love it. Gotta love it. Good stuff. So, so yeah, Dave Grusin again, hitting yep. that music, uh, getting, you, getting you pumped up right from the very beginning. 
great uh, montage of Dustin Hoffman as Michael Dorsey, uh, sort of being an actor in New York and and, and teaching a class, yeah, and try, going to all these auditions and and uh, you know trying to really nail it, but being told Maria was fine, Maria was fine. You're just the wrong height. Oh, I can be taller. No, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. We're looking for somebody shorter. Oh, well, look, I don't, I don't have to be, I don't have to be this tall. See, I, I'm wearing lifts. I can be shorter. I know, but really, we're looking for somebody different. I can be different. We're looking for somebody else. Okay? Does not quit. Yeah, yeah. he just never quits. He's teaching a class. Uh, he's doing whatever it takes. He and Bill Murray, who, was, again, we were talking earlier about how Bill Murray was not promoted in this movie, and he's not even in the opening credits, not and you see him, they're working in a restaurant yeah, together. He's in the movie early and often. Like, he's got, yeah. like, maybe the third or fourth biggest role. Yeah, yeah he and Dustin not... Hoffman are roommates. Yeah. He's a playwright. Uh, uh, Bill Murray's a playwright. He's writing a play called <laughs> Return to Love Canal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he says stuff like, I don't like it. When people come up to me after my plays and say, I really dug your message, man. Or, I really dug your play, man. I cried. You know, I like it when people come up to me the next day or a week later and they say, I saw your play. What happened? <laughs> Yeah, he's magnificent. <laughs> yeah. He's really so great. He's really a, um, an excellent, like, early Bill Murray role. And, and Dustin Hoffman's goal in life is to raise the money to put the play on in Syracuse. In Syracuse that Jeff, um, Jeff, Bill Murray, is writing, and their other friend, uh, played by Terry Garr, is also going to be in. Exactly. Yeah. And Terry Garr is just a just a neurotic bubblehead. She's wonderful. Dustin Hoffman is, we were saying, he's basically playing a caricature of what people uh, expect his reputation to be, which is difficult. Right, he's yeah. He's a difficult a actor. Pain. Yeah. And, his, his, uh, and Sidney Pollack, the director, plays his agent in this movie, and he's fantastic. He just got just enough scenes where he's just so <laughs> Michael, would you wait outside, please? I'm talking to the coast. This is a coast, too, George. New York is a coast, too. <laughs> I love that. I, I, there's some good, really, that first scene in the beginning when you first <coughs> send, meet. Send me up for anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't want to ruin your status as a cult failure. <laughs> there's some Why do you do this to me? I, I always end up saying something I wish I hadn't said. Why do you do this to me? And uh, so Terry Garr is going in for an audition for a soap. And it's the new hospital administrator, and she goes in, and within seconds comes out, and she says, "I'm wrong." They told me I'm wrong for the part. I'm I'm not old enough. And and Dustin Hoffman is irate. He said, "You're going to go back in there, and you can you can do this part. You can do this part." And of course, it doesn't work out. But uh, eventually, that's how he gets the idea to, to become Dorothy Michaels, a woman, sort of like become an alternate persona, so he can act on, in this role that Terry Gard did not get. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that it's, it's his audition is 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 magnificent. She, um, it's it's real gender bending stuff. But basically, like he says multiple times in the movie, he says, especially in the end, he says, "I just did it for the work." Right. You know. And he sort of there's a certain like I mean it's it's probably kind of dated in some some of because you know it's the 80s whatever but i think it still does a pretty good job of like sort of a blowhard self-involved man who doesn't really understand the things that just the way life is different for women has to like go through it and like he's incensed by it he can't believe it yeah like, yes i think i know what y'all really want you want some gross caricature of a woman to prove some idiotic point like like power makes women masculine or masculine women are ugly well, shame on the woman that lets you do that, on any woman that lets you do that. And that means you, dear. 
Miss Marshall? Shame on you, you macho shithead. Jesus. What is idiotic about power making a woman masculine? Not that that was my point. I... <laughs> so, like, it just... Because he's just clueless. He just doesn't get it. And I think a lot of men probably are. I think I probably uh, Yeah, are. yeah. And watching the movie is interesting to see that. It, it's funny because... Put your um, privilege in perspective. Yeah. Uh, Charles, uh, the always wonderful Charles Durning plays uh, oh, Jessica Lang's uh, father. Jessica Lang is a, is a nurse in the hospital. And she has a relationship with Dabney Coleman, who's also wonderful. Uh, another, he, he's what the is this, director. third or fourth Dabney appearance? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's right behind Jane as far yeah. as appearances. And his outfit, his sort of, when he's first introduced as the TV director, he's wearing, like, the most funny, like, stereotypical, like, I'm a fucking self-important director outfit. Like a, yeah, yeah, it's like a turtleneck and suede jacket. jacket. Yeah, he's just a, a real, or He's yeah. such a great asshole. When he realizes that the stuff comes out of his mouth is just, uh, you know, at, later on in the movie, <laughs> as Dorothy, Michael... Uh, Michael Dorsey, the Justin Hoffman character, says to, you know, because Jessica Lange wants to break up with, with them. Right, she's the lead actress on the soap and, opera. And, you know, he, he sees uh, Gina Davis as a small part. Gina Davis' first role. Yeah, yeah. and Dabney Coleman is kind of making out with her uh, behind the scenes, and and, uh, Michael, and uh, Dustin Hoffman sees it, and he knows that he just doesn't like the way he treats Jessica Lange. You can so. imagine this guy's been, like, trying to, like, hit on every actress on the soap opera for, exactly. like, for years and years. And Dustin yeah. Hoffman, you know, is, is she's going to break up with him on this day, break up with Dabney Coleman on this date, and Dabney Coleman is saying, uh, he says to Dabney Coleman, he says, You know what? I understand you a lot better than you think I do. Which is, you know, not knowing that he's really a man. Mm -hmm. uh, right, Charles, well, that's... that's, that's and Charles Durning doesn't know he's a man either. And he's he really smitten with Dorothy Michaels. And it's yeah. really funny because he talks about women's lib, which was a which was a thing. That was know? like the term of the day, right? That was for the term of the day. Yeah, women's sure. liberation. It was, uh, it was Gloria Steinem and, you know, Just Helen Gurley Brown. Like the... Cosmopolitan magazine. Like... Feminism, you know, that's it's not. I don't think women's lib would be like a term you would say today, but like what what was sort that, of the feminist buzzword of that? Yeah, time, and that's the that's the gender bending kind of thing about this movie is that you've got a man playing a woman, uh, and realizing, first of all, he's in love with Jessica Lange. I, I don't blame him. And uh, but it's really how do you pull that off? You're everybody knows you as. As a character, you're not, you're, mm -hmm. everybody thinks you're a real person and you're really not. And then that's like when he and Sidney Pollack actually have conversations later in the movie, like when they meet at the Russian tea room and they, <laughs> like, they're like, how can we like keep this going? Oh, come on, Michael. Okay, what are you talking about? Get you out of it. It's something we can't get you out of it. There's no way out of it. It's a one way option. There's. What are you talking about? Who gave him that? You did. You signed the standard contract. I signed a contract, but I didn't know I was going to be working for the rest of my life as a woman. I know it, but you got to find some way to make it work. Look, they're willing to pay. They're going to go from six fifty to eight fifty an episode. You get me out of this. I don't care how you do it, or I'm going to go in right now and tell them. Tell them what? That you deliberately put an entire network on the spot? That you that you're making a fool out of millions of American women every day? They'll kill you. Look, I got a secretary out there who wants to be like Dorothy Michaels. I'm ready to fire her. Michael, we're talking major fraud here. Major fraud. You can't tell them. What about me? You think anybody's gonna believe I wasn't in on this? I mean, I mean, they'll kill me. Come on, this is not like ruining yourself by walking out on some play. This is this is ruining me too. You can't do it, Michael. You gotta find a way to make it work. Can you take that many, Valiant? We'll see. 
And it starts to become like, it gets more and more frantic as like he's trying to keep it going. And It's like, uh, it's your client, Michael Dorsey. Oh my God, I begged you to get therapy. Yeah, it's Sidney Pollock is so, it's so wonderful. He's, a, he's just a wonderfully unsung actor, but what are you going to do? You well, make he, a movie. He was a, an actor first, like yeah, we were saying, yeah. Yeah, which I didn't know. I didn't either. Yeah. I, I know he's you know played parts, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's actually a very, very funny movie. Um, the, even the doctor the, who's, who's, um, Jessica Lang says, watch out for him. They call him the tongue. Yeah. This actor named George the, Gaines. I don't really know if I don't anything know him else, either, but he yeah. really does give a oh, great he performance. Nails He's the old <laughs> he really doctor in the, in, the, in the soap who's probably been on the soap for 25 years. Like just clueless <laughs> guy. And he's this. in love with Dorothy too. Yeah, Dorothy. Please. I want you. I beg your pardon. I've never wanted a woman this much. Oh, please, John, please, perhaps another time. Give me away, it'll no, kill me. Not you personally. I don't want to get involved emotionally at this time. And then I'll take straight sex. I don't want to hurt you. I don't mind. Also wants to make out with all the actresses on the show. And yeah. it's cue cards. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. All, all he knows is he wants to spray Banaka and make out with Tony Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and 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 Dustin Hoffman is always just riffing. He's not following the script, but he well, gets he, away with it. He starts to just make stuff up, and that's what the show becomes. Right? Yeah, 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 and he and he builds a following, and yeah. people start really. And, and there's this whole montage where he's getting all these magazine covers of Dorothy, and it's all very American, right? You yeah, know, a cowgirl there's and the American sort flag, of, uh, and the, like saluting in the red dress. In yeah, front of the yeah, flag. it's that's like it, an iconic image. It's really, uh, it's really. It's really funny. And of course, um, it can't it can't go on. Right, um, yeah. Obviously now, it all comes to an end at a certain point. Uh, why did I write down in the credits Murray Schiskel? Oh, because your commercial school was one of the writers. Uh, the screenplay credited. Yeah, he's, he's in the movie too. He has a very it? small bit part, and also said John Carpenter is in the movie. But really? I like the John Carpenter. That's, but I don't I, know. I didn't. I didn't back up and investigate oh. that further. When you're streaming, it's kind of hard. That is. I know Larry Gelbert was a co-writer. Larry and he Gel was a. Uh, from he, Mash, from Mash, Mash writer, yeah. Right. Uh, but so yeah, you got Murray Gelbert, or sorry, Murray Schleswig and Larry Gelbert as the credited writers. But do you know Barry Levinson also did work on this movie? Mm, I didn't and know that. Elaine May also came in and did a sort of rewrite at the last minute. And that's why Dustin Hoffman is in Ishtar, is to like repay that favor. Ah. And that's why Warren Beatty is in Ishtar, because she did the same thing with Reds. Like that's, that's how Ishtar became a thing. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a little fact. I did not know that. Then that's again, great. we got the All Ishtar podcast coming up in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch Ishtar five times and then talk about it. <laughs> Elaine May, the original Heartbreak Kid with Elaine May and, and Charles Grodin. She was a quite gifted actress, too. And, yeah, that's right. And uh, she and Mike Nichols did stand-up together back in the 50s. Really and they cool were really stuff. Funny. Yeah, yeah, really cool stuff. And, There's uh, a great poster of the two of them. The fact that they both created film careers for themselves as actors, directors, was was, uh, was wonderful. I had no idea. But, you know, she has such a nice touch that I can see Yeah, I can see her add her she's additional. She's got such a very, like, witty dialogue style that I think you absolutely can see. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally agree. Well, this movie everybody should see just because it's funny. Bill Murray is a, is a revelation in it because he was not really... Uh, his his movie career at that point was just kind of... 
pre-Ghostbusters, yeah, right? Yeah, silly comedies, Stripes, I think maybe was yeah. before this. Uh, what, meatballs? Is meatballs. Yeah. It was before Ghostbusters. It was before he did that, the the Razor's Edge movie. It was before that. Well, the reason, yeah. uh, now, the reason I, I actually got to meet Bill Murray briefly, but not personally, he was in Sanibel. Oh, really? He was in Sanibel, and he came into where we were playing uh, at... at, uh, at um, um, Casabell Resort. He came in, and the bass player's like, "Hey, Bill, you should get up and jam with us." And Bill's like, "Yeah, I got all my material out in the car." <laughs> so, but he, um, when he did Ghostbusters, the reason he got to do the Razor's Edge is because he agreed to do Ghostbusters right, too. Right. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. huh. it was like, okay, I'll do Ghostbusters too, but you got to let me do the Razor's Edge. And from what I hear, I've never seen the Razor's Edge all the way through. Uh, his brother completely steals the movie. Oh, Brian Dole Brian Murray. Brian movie really? steals it, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a remake of an old Tyrone Power World War II it's movie. W. Somerset Maugham, mm -hmm. I think, adaptation. Yeah, I wanted to see it just because it sounds interesting. Yeah. Denim Elliott is in it, the great Denim Elliott from uh, Trading Places uh, absolutely. and Indiana Jones. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But Bill Murray's a revelation in this movie. He has lots of funny lines. He just... Uh, He's just deadpan wonderful. That is one nutty hospital. One of my favorite lines in the whole movie he's got, yeah. When Dustin Hoffman is like, he's going to his first day of work, he's up at four in the morning, and at like six in the yeah. morning, he wakes <laughs> Bill Murray up, and he looks at her and goes, Mom? <laughs> It's a, yeah, it's a solid, <laughs> solid early Murray. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a what can great, you say? great film there. Um, one of the, just some of the production stuff that I scooped up on Wikipedia, wanted to kind of mention. Good. One of the producers of this movie, Charles Evans, brother of Robert. Oh, yeah, hello. Interesting. Yeah. Who, I don't think Charles Evans has any other film credits. He was a fashion guy. He worked in the garment industry. Interesting. His brother is Robert Evans and he produced this movie. Yeah. It's first four year film production. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, two uh, actors offered the role of uh, Michael before Dustin Hoffman. Kind of surprising. Neither ones I would guess off the top of my head. Who do you think? God, who knows? It's just Peter Sellers must have been right at the end of his life. Oh must wow! Have been right at the end of his life. Yeah. Because uh, what his last film was uh, being, being there, which was before this. So I mean, I guess this must have been you know in. Hollywood for a while, right? Like right. The, the screenplay was already around, and then my cocaine was also offered this role. Wow! Yeah, I can't see. I can't see either one of them. Maybe after Dress to Kill, Michael Caine was just the guy who dresses like. That's what it was. I think neither one of them are old enough, or too or too young, not young enough for. I don't think for the, the role. It doesn't Sellers make sense. kind of, you know, he does like you know things where he gets in different faces and stuff. He so could I get away with that, it. but yeah. Michael Caine is strange. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's, uh, that's, there's always a story behind any movie that doesn't get made right away based on, on, uh, on who, who's got the money and who's got the, uh, the casting and, you know, things that don't get done real quick. Um, um, what were they talking about? Um, uh, what, what's the movie I was thinking of that, um, uh, oh, um, um, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, um. Fear and Loathing. Fear and Loathing. Yeah, yeah. that That's was Terry, around yeah, Terry for Gilliam so. Yeah, that was around for so long. Sure. Uh, screenwriters, original screenwriter sued, and uh, it was going to be uh, Bill. Mer it was going to be uh, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd at one point. Huh. Yeah, and so that's how long it sat around. Even the Yakuza, which we just talked about, it was supposed to be a Robert Aldrich directed movie starring Lee Marvin before. And oh, hello. What we, what we, you know, Sidney Pollack movie with Mitchum. Well. 
But, you know, I mean, it's, what we got was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely the, the, wonderful. Yeah, people get it right eventually. Yep. Um, yeah, Tootsie's definitely, especially now, uh, even though it is a little bit dated, it's, it really, I think it really speaks I, to, um, to just... There's so much culture war bullshit going on that this uh, this movie makes you laugh, but it does make you think. It I mean, sh- it does make you feel. As a you know, as like a man, you know, I think there's probably certain things that men remain clueless to, and when you see Michael going through the experiences of a woman, it kind of maybe I'm just an idiot that this is kind of like in, uh, uh, revelatory to me, but I I love it. I think I it's do really too. good stuff. I do too. Yeah. I think it. I think it absolutely is a must see. Absolutely. Let's take a break. We'll be right back.